Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. An insecure podcast on post show recaps. That's right. We got y'all. It's season by five. Uh And that's probably not how you say it. Uh, It's season five. And we are here to talk HBO's groundbreaking generation defining comedy insecure. I'm Latanya Starks and I'm your host with the most here to discuss episode one reunited. Okay. Here by my side are two of the best in the biz. I'm here with Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? I'm I'm all right. You know, my feelings are a little hurt. <laughs> so Ray decides to, you know, slander my organization, Omega Sci Fi <laughs> Fraternity during this episode. So I have some complaints, but I'm happy to be here overall. I'm good. Thank you, Latanya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mari, my girl and yours. What's going on? Um, I'm glad to be here too. I mean, I'm a little sad because as we speak, it was my um 10-year reunion at my homecoming mm. uh, at the illustrious Howard University, which is currently going through some <clears throat> hard times. Um <laughs> hashtag Blackburn Takeover. We support uh students. Yep. Uh but yeah, I and I and I had to miss it because you know, virus and all. So, you know, I, I I'm a little heartbroken, but I'm glad that I could kind of like live through my 10-year reunion with Issa and the gang watching theirs. So, Well, good. All, all of us are really living vicariously through this show, if we're being exactly. honest. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. I feel like this show is yelling at my inner thoughts and my spirit and all this other stuff, right? Like, the stuff they're talking about, I feel like, like, do they know me? It's too right. deep, right? It's too, no, it's right. It's too it's, close to home. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll get into it. But like there were some moments that I was I just had to pause and be like, huh, let me sit with this for a second. So I don't yeah, just I start crying openly. I went to fast forward <laughs> through all that stuff. I was like, this is deep. I got to get out of here. This yeah, is too much. way too deep. <laughs> too many feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start at the beginning. A very good place to start. Um, it's season five of Insecure, y'all. We're here. We did it. We didn't do anything, but like, you know, I feel like a we did it is necessary. Um, so what did you think of the first episode? Mari, what's the headline for you? Um, like I said, like this thought of going to the beginning and going to the root of all of the friendships and relationships that we've seen on Insecure. Like, you know, we just binged the, the first four seasons, you know, in preparation for this podcast. And I was sitting here like, oh my gosh, there's stuff like we are still discovering about these characters 
uh, season one episode, you know, uh, sorry, season five, episode one, you know, um, I was actually like, wait, did I know they went to Stanford? You know, it was, it was really, it was really good. It was like learning their roots while they're connecting to their roots, but also moving forward. So uh, this was such a great beginning to, unfortunately, the last season of such a phenomenal show. Yeah. Chappelle, what's your headline from this week's episode? Yeah, it's probably the same. Uh, the beginning of the end, you know, this is the first uh-huh. of the final season. And so, you know, we took it back to the beginning. You go back to where they all look like they cultivated their friendships, a lot of them um, on the campus of Stanford University. And they got to walk the campus and, you know, meet old friends and, you know, relive some of those moments. But ultimately, we know that this season is uh, the end of the story. So, uh-huh. you know. That's what I took from it. I said, oh, wow, we're really doing this. And it felt kind of somber at times. Like, uh-huh. man, we really only have a few more episodes with these people. But uh-huh. overall, you know, the book has to come to an end at some point, And I'm ready to get into all of that, um, you know, over the next few weeks. And we're like starting out this episode at a really unfamiliar location for us as the audience. But it's just classic Insecure. You know this show. You know the tone of this show. You know the timbre of it it's just Mm -hmm. so everything about it is so insecure and the big talk of this episode didn't happen until the very end um when when the silent breakup like the near wordless breakup scene between Issa and lawrence happened and we're going to talk way more about this later on but um mari did you expect this kind of resolution so early in the season no it was kind of interesting because we we'd Tech, we started with like two months. We, you know, they placed that this was two months after the season finale, the season four season finale. So basically when it gets to Lawrence and Issa and we get the wordless breakup, it's basically kind of like, yeah, we're seeing it, but we didn't get to see it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it kind of, we skipped, you know, Issa's thought process. We skipped Lawrence's thought process when when thinking about um, the situation and we just got the resolution, which is the breakup, which I'm pretty sure a lot of us were shocked at. We, I'm, I know I thought that at least a portion of the season was going to be dedicated to um, trying to figure this out. But no, it comes basically out the gate like, oh, no, they're done. And so it leaves the rest of the season wide open. And so, I mean, that that's such a an interesting take that they did on this and it definitely raises a lot more questions yeah for sure Chappelle what are your thoughts are wordless breakups the new hotness I mean <laughs> if I had to break up with somebody and not use words I, that'd be fine for me you know as long as I ain't gonna say it you know whatever it's time for you to go it's time for me to go Look, I'm team ghost you know in case you didn't know oh, but, God. but, but what? I will say that's the least thing I've ever heard you know what? There, I will continue. To, I will continue to shock you as we move forward. Trust me on this one. But you know, I am of two minds here because on the one hand, I'm with Mari. Like this is interesting that they decide to skip forward. We missed all like you know what led to this moment and some uh-huh. of the questions that we had from last season are unanswered. Right? We don't know any of the drama that was supposed to like unfold. Right? So remember, we ended the last season thinking. Oh, this might be baby mama drama. Like, what is she? What mm-hmm. is? Does Issa want to be a stepmama? Does Lawrence want to be there for the child and move to San Francisco? Is he going to stay? You know, all right. those questions, and we didn't even answer any of them. And so, nope. like I said, on the one <laughs> hand, you know, yeah, we missed all the stuff that we wanted. But on the other hand, it's like, 
oh, do we need a show where black people are like arguing about baby mama drama? Like, do we really need that? So I'm like, I'm two minds on the, you know, there are other ways to wrap up this season without getting into like, oh, you know, some basic paternity argument type stuff, you know, mm. like, so this was an interesting take on that. Um, just kind of fast forwarding through that and, and leading us to what is ultimately the finale of these people's story, right? Like, this is the story of the five of them, I guess, uh, well, the women and their, you know, significant others. And this just might be the end of this part of Issa's story. So mm-hmm. I was OK with them jumping ahead, but I was definitely caught off guard by, the, you know, the time jump. Yeah, mm-hmm. about two months, they say, have passed. Two um, months, yeah. yeah, this was a really confident episode of television from a group of people who obviously know what they want this show to look like. They know what the mm-hmm. end game is all about. And so much ground was covered, even while taking the characters out of their familiar surroundings. So we have a lot to get into. Um, Mm -hmm. But first, uh, we need to take a quick break to pay some bills. So let's throw it to our sponsors. And when we get back, we will get down into the nitty gritty of season five, the premiere episode of Insecure. So stay tuned. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. And we're back. So when we left off at the end of season four, everybody was at a different inflection point in their lives. Tiffany and Derek were dealing with Tiffany's really severe postpartum depression and kind of healing their own relationship. Kelly was just trying to be there for her friend. And they had also had a little bit of a falling out as well or been out of sync. Molly Uh and Andrew broke up. Lawrence got a new job in San Francisco only to find out that his ex Condola was pregnant with his child, which seemed to put the brakes on his newly fomented relationship with Issa. So the season premiere doesn't like we talked about really take us to all of those different plot points, but it's about revisiting your own stomping ground, old stomping grounds and reflecting on your past self while looking ahead for hopefully bigger and better things. Um, in fact, Prentice Penny, um, Insecure's intrepid showrunner, tweeted, Are we okay? is the theme of the entire season. And that was really well reflected in this episode where Issa, Molly, Kelly, Tiffany, and Derek go back to their alma mater, Stan- mater Stanford, 
which is Issa Rae's real life album mater, by the way, uh, for their 10 year reunion and alumni event. Um, so we open up on Kelly, Tiffany and Derek driving to San Francisco. Kelly is on Instagram talking about the thirst traps and inspirational quotes that Molly <laughs> has been posting since her breakup with Andrew. And Tiffany basically declares that this is going to be a drama free trip because they're not there for that. They're there for this reunion and just like kind of sit back and enjoy. Um, but there's no such thing as drama free when it comes to this group of people. Um, we see Issa <laughs> arriving at uh, the San Francisco airport, which made me think that Lawrence had taken that job in San Francisco and that she was going to go visit him there. Um, But then we quickly (laughs) learned that that's not the case. Right. And that she's Uh there because she's been invited by the Stanford alumni association and she's going to be a panelist. So she's been flown in. Um, What do you think about this new era of like Issa D the business bitch? What are we thinking about this? Chappelle? I mean, I don't know, because, you know, we saw that Issa was trying to find her, you know, uh, her ground with what she wanted to do next. Right. Like she Uh tried to like community events and organizing and she knew she wanted to work within the city and she kind of wanted to do some stuff with music. And so that was the last we kind of heard of Issa. And now it's like, oh, she started a business. Well, it was like, okay, well, if you can't find your niche anywhere else, you, you create your own. Right. You know, I don't I don't mind that. But throughout the episode, we see that. I'm not sure if Issa knows what her business is at all. Like, I mean, even when it comes to naming her organization, people ask her like, so Block, what does that stand for? She's like, Black, Life, um, Opportunities, uh, Culture, and um, what's that other C word? You know, like, so it's like, Issa, if you're serious about this, why don't you know the name of your business? So, you know, I have mixed feelings about that too. It's like, Issa is doing, you know, what Issa does, and that's putting half effort into her job, it seems. Yeah, right. the block <laughs> is an acronym which the creator cannot even remember, uh, mm-hmm. which stands for Black Life Opportunities, Culture, and Connection, which could literally be anything. Yeah, um, it's, it's <laughs> really good. Who knows what this what this business is about? What What do you yeah. think? Mark? I think, like again, we've already talked about like the just small time jump between the seasons because I mean, like, uh, it's always been different coming back from the seasons, you know, um, I think between, between season one and two, it was like maybe a, a couple of weeks, you know, like in between seasons, like three and four, it was, it was a, a few months or something like that. Like, so this is the first time where it's, we know it's been two months, but this is the first time where it actually feels like we have to catch up on the characters. You know, it feels like some stuff was happened off screen that now we're trying to catch up with. So like Chappelle said, all of a sudden Issa has a organization or a business or whatever. We see, we don't know, you know, and she's uh, qualified as a panelist for Stanford to be like Stanford's panelist. And it really is just, it it feels like we're trying to figure it out as they're trying to figure it out, you know, especially, you know, we'll definitely um, talk about that um, later, but it, 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 Issa, the business bitch, I don't know if we've, I don't know if we know her yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk for a second about just reunions in general. So are reunions the same everywhere where it's just kind of endless nostalgia mixed with like a a twinge of sadness and then like a whole lot of alcohol? Or (laughs) is there something that differentiates reunions at different places? Because, I mean, 
I've been to like my fair share of alumni events and reunions and stuff like that. And those are the three elements that always seem to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm I'm currently missing my ten year reunion, at least for homecoming. Um, but I am I am in the deep group chat and, and they keep it cut it, you know, they keep us laughing in there and, and shout out to all of the uh Howard University class of two thousand eleven. But I went back for our five year. These are like the same people we, we did for our five year back in twenty sixteen and it was so fun and, and it's so funny because like it it was the same type of deal. It's like, I'm actually friends with everybody that I went to college with that are like my friends' friends. I'm still friends with them. So if I'm going back to a reunion to see other people, it's people like I, hey, girl, like, like, you said, it's like hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it really is. It, it's like, pick your poison. It's like, do you want to party with people who you roughly kind of remember and, and you want to chill and act brand new or, you know, or, or, or are you not missing anything? Cause you've kept in touch with all of the people that you wanted to keep in touch with. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's, it's just fun. You know, uh, my five year was just, it was just fun. It was, you know, very lit. We just stayed cool and no, 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 um, drama at all. So reunions, they're, they're what you make of them. Chappelle, any thoughts on reunions? I've never actually been to a reunion before, so mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that would be something that was nostalgic for me, but my school, Prairie View A&M University, we kind of do a reunion every year at every homecoming, you know, like yeah. our homecoming is amazing, so every year, it's kind of like, if you're not coming to homecoming, why did you go to Prairie View? Like, what are you doing? And so, you know, like, I don't think we've ever gotten far enough away from each other for it to actually feel nostalgic for me, because every year I'm looking for the same people at homecoming. It's uh-huh. very sad when there are certain people who don't get to show up, but you know, like for whatever reason, maybe they can't make it. Maybe someone's passed, but like for the most part, I'm looking for this same group of people every October and November. Also uh-huh. with Facebook and Twitter and all this other stuff, do we uh-huh. really even lose touch with people all the way anymore? Like right. I might not ever very talk true. to you again, but I probably know you had a kid or you got married. Uh-huh. I might like something every now and then on your birthday, hit you with the HBD. But uh-huh. you know, <laughs> as far as like the old days where you felt like, you know, your reunion is the only time you have a chance to impress these people, you know, like, Oh yeah. Great back point. in high school, I look like this. And now I look like this back in college. I look like this. And here's what I'm doing. People get constant updates on everybody's lives these days on social media. So <laughs> yeah. for me, it's like reunions don't seem like that big of a deal. Yeah. That's such a great point. That's very true. So the five of them, um, meet up at the sign-in for the reunion and um, everybody seems to have a name tag except Kelly because for uh. some reason Kelly is listed in the in memoriam section because Stanford's <laughs> Alumni Association thinks that Kelly has died. See, and I, I thought I thought for a second Kelly just did the thing where you don't register on time and so you have to get your like because that, I have walked around with the paper, you know, the paper badge that they had to write in the marker. Like I've done that because I registered the day before. So I thought like, oh, Kelly's doing the spell thing. It's, it's cool because we're basically the same. But to find out that they thought she was there, I was like, how did you get to that? Like who, right. who sold uh-huh. you that? Did you see it on like, what did you see? Like a, a random like obituary looking like birthday picture you know how people post the ones on instagram and stuff and it looks kind of yeah. like did this person die you know so and and, and they asked her friends for quotes like isa provided a quote for kelly like she'd always be laughing and stuff like that like what you know so i don't know how this happened but you would think somebody would have picked up oh my gosh they think kelly's dead but they didn't and it's not even a great tribute they the only thing they seem to be able to say about her is that she had a great laugh 
She was amazing mm. at doing the stanky leg. And she yes. always carried a purse. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, if this is what happens to me when I die, and like, I'm going to come back and haunt everyone. Like, I'm yeah. just letting you know. How's your stanky leg? Uh, okay. It's out of practice. Oh, well, <laughs> Yo, no, my stanky leg was <laughs> extra stanky in college. That's yes, Mark. I was like, yes, stanky leg. But I wanted, <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. That would be my, oh, she was great at the stanky leg. Um, but I, I want to just pause here for a second because I I thought of something when, um, going, when we were going through Kelly's uh, plight of you know, people thinking she was dead or and basically not only thinking that she passed away, but also not even kind of remembering her in school. And I wonder if some of that is rooted in like fat phobia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in, since she, in the terms of like, we saw her picture, she was still a bigger girl back then. And there's like, I don't know if you guys watch a black lady sketch show, but there's a sketch where it talks about like the best spy in the world would be a big black, a bigger black woman because nobody would even notice she's like yeah, in the room type of exactly. thing. Yeah. And I, I really wondered, it, it made me stop and think like, is, is this, is that one of the reasons she didn't leave as big as a mark on her, um, her classmates? Because, you know, people probably weren't checking for her, like maybe some of the other people. And I just thought it would be something to maybe uh, talk to you guys about. What, what do you think about that, Latanya? Yeah, that's a really interesting take that I hadn't thought about, which is interesting in and of itself, because like, I'm a bigger girl too. Um, like, because this show has always done a, a great job of showing no matter like at what weight Kelly has been, because it has, her weight has fluctuated throughout the seasons, just like mm-hmm. anyone who, um, is like a bigger person, like your weight just does that. That's just what right. happens. Like people see you at different stages of your life and you're a different size. Um, but they've always done a really good job of showing her like as a desirable woman. Yeah. At the same I time, which is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. and no one has ever, ever mentioned her weight on the show. Yeah, exactly. It's just and, like these women, mm-hmm. we exist in the world mm-hmm. and we just, we're like everybody else. Like people are attracted to us or not people. We have friends, we have families, like it's, you know, um, but it is one of those things where, especially like if you're a bigger, like black woman, mm-hmm. that pe- it, it is very easy to like, kind of like shrink off into the distance and have nobody notice you. Um, yeah, because it's, you're not kind of like the ideal of what exactly femininity and desire are, especially on a campus like Stanford. Yeah. And maybe that was, maybe that's maybe the, re- I had, I didn't have to reach so far. Maybe just being black on a PWI campus could have also aided in, in her not, um, people not being aware of her as much. Mm-hmm. Chappelle, what do you think? I mean, that's an interesting take for sure. Uh, I hadn't thought about it in the, along those lines. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, that gives me a lot to think about here. Um, and of course, we know that Kelly is not the most serious person in the room. And so, mm-hmm. you know, just to be like the person who comes in, makes a, f- a few jokes and then goes about their day. A lot of times, yeah, that's not memorable or people don't have a lot of deep mm-hmm. things to share about you. Um, as you can tell, I'm speaking from experience here, right? Because uh, <laughs> I'm I'm always the funny guy. I am never like the deep guy or the very smart person, you know. And my friends that remember me, if they remember me from college, I was very much like that. I'd be in the room, I'd make my jokes, and then I'd go about my day, and then I'd go to the next room and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if people had to talk about me in college, I'd hate to see what they had to say. 
because yeah, I, even though they remember me, it's not gonna be anything deep. Like, oh yeah, Chappelle had a, a hell of a nuggie, you know. Like, I did, <laughs> I, I very much did, yes. and you know, like, and I was, I was joking, and I was laughing, and I do be drunk, and you know, like all those mm-hmm. things. It's like, is that really what you want people to remember you by? Like, yeah, that's right. a big part of me, but there's so much more. And I think Kelly's staring at like these very shallow, surface level things about her, and thinking like, oh my gosh, do anybody even really know me? And do they even care yeah. that they don't? And you know, and so I mm. think that's a large, a large part of what's going on here too. And no, like, and it's not just know me, but does anyone see me? Like, right. There's so much right. about like taking up space and like, but not mm-hmm. in a literal way. Um, mm-hmm. like I have felt this way in rooms all the time where I've felt like I'm not a, an important enough person in the room. I'm not an attractive mm-hmm. enough person in the room. And so mm-hmm. I kind of shrink myself. Mm-hmm. To the point where I'm not noticed because I don't want to be because I think that if someone does notice me, they would just notice all of the flaws that I see about myself. Girl, so it's H. it's not it's about being seen as well mm-hmm. as as just being remembered. Exactly. And it's like it and it happened. So I don't know if people understand like how often that happens for like black women. Um, and I, I don't want to go on a tangent here, but literally just this weekend, I had to take my car in the shop, right? I walk into the shop. There are like a counter full of people. Nobody addresses me walking into the room. Like nobody stand there awkwardly for a few seconds, try to approach one of the people. And then they're like, uh, we'll be with you in a minute. And basically tell me to back, back up, mm-hmm. back up wait a few awkward minutes a white lady comes in through the door right behind me immediately it's a we'll be right with you ma'am like immediately i was like oh (laughs) y'all just playing in my face like this and so we sit there we wait for another two minutes and a woman walks around the counter and she's like all right so who's first huh Ma'am, I've been standing here for like seven minutes. Like, are we serious right now? And it's just like little stuff like that, that it, it just one of those things that sticks with you sometimes mm-hmm. and you try and not be bothered by it. But deep down, it bothers you. It's like, why couldn't I have gotten a, we'll be with you? You know, like what yeah. is, what is up with this? So it bothers you because a lot of there's just, to think about. yeah, it bothers you because there's just like a, there's a, a, a culmination of so many of those little instances that all of a sudden it becomes a big problem. So yeah, I can totally understand why this like would irreparably change someone like Kelly. And we'll talk about that a little bit later Mm -hmm. Um, and like make her start becoming a lot more introspective and looking inward and trying to figure out like, what is my legacy? Like what ultimately am, you know, are people thinking about me or am I bringing to the table? And and to both your points, you know, if you feel like you are in a room being overlooked, maybe you do be, like um, acquire a or develop a larger than life personality, which we see Kelly mm-hmm. has. So, you know, mm-hmm. imagine uh, constantly being mm-hmm. overlooked. So you're thinking I have to be the showiest person in the room. So you'll notice me, you know, and so you mm-hmm. wonder if some of that is why we know that Kelly is so likable and so like fun loving and, and, you know, full of laughter because it's like if she's not doing that, do you even see her? And so I wonder if all of that, you know, is why we have the Kelly we have today. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Wow. That's such a great, great point. Great point. No, that's, that's a, a great job. point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Move on. Yeah. Of course, you get the big head. Bad boy, baby. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So, um, Issa has a run in with Mirabitch. 
Um, <laughs> which is the actual name of this character. Yes. Um, but it's the college version of Mirabitch. Mm-hmm. Um, adorable, first of all. So mm-hmm. cute, like young little Issa. Um, what about you all? Have, what would you tell your mirror bitch? Like, so, so you're a younger time, version of yourself. Right. I think that is, that is definitely the exercise that I was struggling with the most during this uh, mm-hmm. episode. I was thinking, okay, put yourself back in, you know, freshman year preview, mm. uh, you know, Chappelle, what was he going through? Um, right. What, what could you tell him the next few years about? What would you tell him? Right. Like, if you told them too much, maybe they changed something and then you you have a whole different trajectory, right? So there's right. some things that you look back at and you regret, you know, or you say, ah, I missed that opportunity. But then you think like, well, is my life better because I missed that opportunity? Or is that something that I always look back and say, you know, that should have happened? And what relationships don't I have because of that missed opportunity? Or what relationships did I get because of that missed opportunity? So I was right. thinking about that the whole time. I was like, man... Do I tell Chappelle, like, make sure you go to art class because you can fail art, you know, it's not a myth. Um, you know, I'm not saying I failed art, but it got, it got kind of hairy. I did take it again. Um, I was like, drop. Uh, but, you know, like, but because I had to retake that class, like, it did lead. That's one of the things that happened to me in college that led me to becoming an educator. I was like, I need wow. to be there to help students like me who don't know what the hell they're doing in college. Right. And so uh-huh. like my pitfalls and the things that I struggled with in college, a lot of that made me want to graduate and go and to education. And I've worked in higher ed and, and, you know, K through 12 since the day I graduated basically. And even while I was uh-huh. in uh, uh, college, I started doing that, but it was because of my experiences in college that led me that way. And so I wonder if I would share anything with old Chappelle or just say, keep your head up. It'll be all right. You know, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because ultimately that's so that's, I think that's really all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a great point again. Ugh. Um, but yes. I, I had that same thought <laughs> process. I had that same thought process because yeah, it's all of your experiences is what leads you to where you are right now. And if you're comfortable and you love where you are right now, it's like, do you really want to, you know, the butterfly wing and all that jazz? Uh, the only thing I can think of telling freshman year me is uh yes he's cheating but you know Perfect. if i hadn't had that relationship it wouldn't have led me to you know my husband you know so it's like it's, it's so weird you know I, it wouldn't have put me in the, the same space to receive the type of love that i wanted so it, it, it's so funny when you when you think of stuff like that uh, how about you latanya well hold on latanya real quick mario yeah. i do have a question though so yeah. in Issa's position where she doesn't know if she's happy, do you feel like she should be telling herself her old self something <laughs> or should she just be saying, hey, Jamel, she know you chill out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, again, I think that that's that's something where it is, it is shallow enough and impactful enough that it's like, girl, just dump it, like break up with them, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that is like, that's a great step as opposed to like completely altering your future because yeah, Issa might not know if she's on the right path, but you, you know, you, I think you still have to um, enjoy the journey no matter w- kind of where you are. And, and, you know, we get to that realization at the end of this, at the end of this episode that, um, she 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 realizes you can always keep moving forward. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right. Latanya, um, I would tell myself Advice? like, yeah, I would go back and tell myself that you're cute as hell and you just don't recognize it. Like, 
My oh, body yes. in college was fantastic. And I, exactly. I like, look back and I'm like, what was I doing? Like, exactly. why did I hate myself so much? Exactly. Um, like, like, you hate your was, size. You always hate your size until you're like, dang, I, I, I love know. that size. I, just like, that was wonderful. And like, there, all of these people are attracted to you and you're just a nerd and it's okay. And like, you can both be nerds <laughs> together. Like, I, I would do some combination of that and also like buy Bitcoin or like, you know, <laughs> something financially related. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, Instagram, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Instagram is definitely something that I would tell myself. But I mean, like, it, even though Issa isn't like necessary, necessarily in the place where she wants to be or doesn't even know that she's in the place where she wants to be, any yeah. amount of like, um, like age that you have on someone else or like, you know, time that you've had living your life is clarity. And that's like enough for you to be able to give like a small morsel of like information back to someone um, who's like in your position when you're younger. So I, I, you know, give your, I wish I could give myself my younger self that advice. I really do that. And like, you know, actually mm-hmm. do your honors thesis because it, <laughs> yeah, like, it was an honor for you to be allowed to do so. Latanya, <laughs> well, on the flip side, what about the Mirabitch version of you, right? What is, would that person be happy? Because it seemed like Issa Mirabitch was like, um, I mean, we ain't met two chains. You haven't yeah, been law firm. You haven't been law firm yet. You really with Molly. Like, it seemed like she, Issa was feeling like, you know, younger her is disappointed with the trajectory that she went to. So mm-hmm. on the flip side, That's true. you feel like yeah. younger you would be disappointed in what happened, you know, your current, uh, you know, situation? Or do you feel like younger you would just have to understand that life is life? I think about this literally every day. Like I have this discussion with myself or my sister almost every day. And I I think it's probably just a function of my personality and who I am in that, like I am incredibly like disappointed with who I've turned out to be. Like I had way better like visions and aspirations for myself. And then it'll like take someone to be like, but you've accomplished all this stuff. For me mm-hmm. to actually see that I've accomplished things because mm-hmm. I, I'm the same, I'm like the, had the same goals. Like I was going to be a lawyer who made partner by a certain age and mm-hmm. like I, I was going to be married by now and all that type of thing. So like, yeah, I think like mirror me would be like, bitch, what happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what mistakes did we make and how can we stop them? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like this was I was going to talk about this in a, in a little bit, but we can like have that discussion now because the next thing that we see is Issa's like on that panel, which arguably uh-huh. does not go very well for her. <laughs> no, um, like, <laughs> you know, she, she's on a, on the panel with like some pretty heavy hitters as it is, um, uh-huh. you know, but, you know, it's good that they have her on the panel. I think that if she, that mm-hmm. she just didn't prepare maybe and thought that maybe she'd be able to wing it. Um, and she, she don't ended, even know the name of her company. She Latonya. does not know the name of her company, which is an issue. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, that question of when you knew you were on the right path is mm-hmm. essentially like the conversation that we're having right now. If yeah. I were to go back, and like, look and see when I knew I was on the right path. I don't necessarily know where I am in my life that I 
am on the right path. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know how to answer that question either, but I would certainly fake it if I were on a panel. (laughs) (laughs) My thought process here was I thought she was going to be like, there is no right path because I really truly feel there isn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't think there's a standard right path. You know, there can be the path that you lead for yourself and you dictate and you think you want to be down on, but then it doesn't always necessarily go that that way. So I don't know, maybe I'm just one of those people when it comes to life, slightly optimistic in the sense like the path that you are on is always, it will always be the right path as long as you recognize and you're working towards you know, what you're, you're doing. You know what I'm saying? If you have no path, I think that's worse than like being Mm -hmm. on the right or the wrong path, you know? Mm, And, and I'll, I'll kind of say the opposite of what uh, Latanya said. I thought Issa did well on the panel when it came to that specific question, because Uh one of the, one of the things she said she learned about herself in creating her career and her business was that she had to be her authentic self. You know, she yeah. had to do what, yeah, what that felt part good was to good. her. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even her answer, I felt like was very authentic. She could have easily winged it and said like, Oh yeah, there is no right path. But what she said is, I don't know if I'm on the right path. And that is her truth. Mm-hmm. That is her truth. That from her soul. True. And mm-hmm. she said, I don't know if I'm on the right path. And tomorrow I might wake up and I feel like I'm not, and I might do something different and that's okay. And I think people need to understand that. Like you don't know what the right path is. Cause you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And so uh-huh. saying that out loud, I think that's one of those things where people, you know, like I said this earlier, how the episode was speaking to people's souls. Like, I feel like it's one uh-huh. of the things where people can relate to that. And yeah. so I'm happy that that's the moment that she had because our first talk about being authentic was that, you know, she loved her city, which we've seen that throughout the entire series uh-huh. uh, and that she likes to help people. Um, but she wants to stay authentic to, you know, who she is. And her truth is that you don't really know what's next. Yeah. And I and I agree. I I do wish she had like kind of wrapped it up a little nicer cuz she was like, yeah. you know, I never know if I'll wake up the next day and I've completely wasted all my time. Long pause. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, yeah. um like yeah. maybe like bring it back. It, it like if you like you said Chappelle, if she would have j- just had it and it's okay. I would have been like, okay, right. there we go. Right. And, that, and <laughs> life is life, you know. Living die in LA. Yeah, we would not have the awkward Issa that we love if that yeah. was not the way that that went. So mm-hmm. exactly. And yeah. then we also there's like a Nadia lady. She seems to have show, shown up in like the series of of preview. So it's going to be interesting. Maybe getting to know her. Uh, she kind of stuck up with the, for Issa there. <laughs> She's like, Issa has a lovely singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I, so, I really like yeah. the glass half full of it all. And like, you really don't know whether or not you're on the right path in life. It really is just one of my own personal things to be like, I've done it all wrong. Like, <laughs> what am yeah. I doing? <laughs> I mean, um, you are a four on the Enneagram. I'm just saying. Well, you know, we that's, kind of, that's kind of y'all bag. That's, that's uh, what we do. <laughs> <laughs> and but, you know, me completely yeah. going like, oh, I've done everything on my path. What's next? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. I'm like, steps. path, what's that? You know, the panel was interesting in, it, in and of itself, but you know, I did like that uh, even that Nadia, her, one of her takeaways was that her biggest lesson is believing and investing in yourself because people invest in you as much as they do in your company. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another thing that Issa probably needed to hear too. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So Molly and Issa walk around campus together and kind of discuss, you know, the aftermath of that panel. Um, just being in the space where they like found their friendship, where they like, you know, first built their relationship with one another. Um, mm-hmm. kind of calls back to earlier in the episode where Molly asked Kelly when she knew things were back to normal between like Kelly and Tiffany. And Kelly tells Molly that it's all about just continuing to try even when it's hard, um, which I think that both Molly and Issa managed to do on this trip. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you all think about where their friendship is now as opposed to where we left it? I mean, where is it now? You know, like when we left it, it felt like it was almost over, but they mm-hmm. did sit down to have like one final talk, right? And so it looks like in the last two months, they've done the thing that Kelly and Tiffany were talking about where, well, Kelly and Molly were talking about where sometimes you fake back before you back back. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just fake back right now. They're trying to get back back. And that's the first step. You know, sometimes you got to like, you know, ease into this. But I was I was very happy to see the attempts that Molly was making specifically yeah. to, to, to mend that because she really was, there were several times throughout the episode where she was just like reaching out and trying to build that bridge. Um, you know, even where it looked like Issa might've been a little bit more reluctant to. Yeah, mm. exactly. And I really like, um, I really like that if any, if we kind of complained about missing the Lawrence Issa drama of it all, I'm kind of happy we missed the Molly Issa drama of it all because like you said the last thing we saw was them just about to sit down and talk about how Issa you know Issa had to tell Molly that she's back with Lawrence and Lawrence has a baby on the way or Molly telling Issa that her and Andrew broke up because even guys remember this is confirmation that they broke up we never got confirmation Mm -hmm. at the end of last season that Molly and Andrew broke up we had him saying the words but we also saw Molly like you know, trying to beg to keep it together. So um, I I like this time jump in a sense, like they kind of got the op- really, really awkward part out the way and they're both extending an olive branch. Um, Molly extending an olive branch by trying to kind of talk about that Omari dude that was like friends with benefits. And you could just see, I don't know if Issa was reluctant, but, but just basically um, she was, she didn't want to say anything to get them back to a, a bad place. She was, she was on eggshells, you know, she was walking on eggshells. I think she was really just trying to watch what she said because she was really scared of saying something that might um, put them back into their, their, the place that they didn't want to be at. So I love this, this walking around, just this focus on just the two of them. Um, but also I just want to mention that there were so many Telfar bags in this episode and I loved it. I was just like, <laughs> this is so great. This was- Christmas coming up, and them, uh, yes. them, res- them resellers on StockX is making a uh, killing right now, okay? Well, I, I don't know them because I buy mine straight from the source, hunky. Hey. So I got. Hey. I can't wait for my to come. So. Yes. Uh, listen, uh, I avoid the resellers, too, for these J's, all right? I don't play those games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I did I did appreciate one of the talks that they had though when they were talking about where their friendship started and how when they went off campus, you know, some like white people thought like, oh, are y'all student athletes at Stanford? Ugh. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people oh, overlook microaggressions like that, but you see that, yes. that microaggression stayed with them for 10 years. You oh know, my gosh. Yes. People they call them microaggressions, but they hurt like they're macro, you know, like they they <laughs> hurt just like any other aggression would, you know, and it stays with you and it might not be overt racism. But it uh-huh. still affects how you look at the world and how, how things uh, appear to you. And so people don't even think when they ask you questions like that, right? They're not trying yeah, to hurt exactly. you, but it still hurts. And so I did like that they still brought that up because that's something that happens at 
predominantly white institutions, but everywhere, right? Like you're the black person in the room. They don't think you're in charge. I think, uh, mm-hmm. what was it? The boondocks. They say you white. So you in charge, you know, <laughs> it is just right. like people assume, or even when that woman walked in on your story, Mario, and you were standing by the counter, like, Oh, Hey, how, mama, we right with you. Hey, yeah. What? Oh, well, she white. So, you know, and that's not saying that everybody acts like that, but that's saying that it is true to the experience of a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. And I, I, I also, I also just liked that Issa says uh, at one point, like, um, I knew I wanted to be your friend, you know, because when you were cussing those people out all classy and how like back then we had like our life all uh, in front of us and they had so much confidence, the confidence of being young. You know, and it really made them think about it really made you think about where they were going right then and there. So I I, I love this um, getting to see the start of their friendship, just like last season when we got to see Issa and Lawrence on that perfect day and see how they were before the, the series had kicked in. This is kind of us seeing Issa and Molly in their element from um, before we the series started. So such just beautiful dialogue and and, and cinematography also underscored all of that so amazing scene this was yeah and the framing in the wind down uh melina mazukas who um directed this episode talks about how she frames molly and Issa in the same frame a lot to show that they you can't really have one without the other and -hmm. when they are in different frames from one another um, it's it meant to make you feel imbalanced um, mm-hmm. and like things aren't quite the way that they're supposed to be. So like in my mind, I feel like the real relationship end game in this uh, show is Molly and Issa, not necessarily yeah. Issa and like whomever like Lawrence or like whatever other guy that she might choose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I have a question. Have, have you all ever gone through like a messy friendship breakup? And if so, how did it turn out? Like, are, are you still friends with that person today? Or did you just ghost them like Chappelle would? Or Mari? <laughs> <laughs> y'all trying to get us caught up on this podcast? <laughs> y- y'all nothing. I was going to tell you, I punted it right to you. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I am I am blessed with like a a very tight circle of, of best friends. I love all of them. They know who they are. But yeah, I I me and me and a a few of my friends have gone through dust ups where it's just like especially especially in that age like right after college up until we were like touching 30 like that 22 to 28 phase is what what when I was in it I like I like to say like sitcoms didn't prepare me for this age you know what I'm saying they don't they <laughs> did not prepare you for like right when you you know you're an adult but you still don't have as much agency as you think you should depending on like your status and your job you know situation and stuff like that and then how everybody's changing around you and stuff like that but yeah I've, I've had I've had that stuff with my friends I, I we've had it over their relationships or my relationship you know what I'm saying or just growing like growing in different directions but no matter what we've always came back we've always like got each other's back we we are close to this very day and I what I love about most of my my friends are well, all of my friends is like we're not the type where if I don't if I don't talk to you for a day you're not thinking I hate you you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like 
you understand, uh, uh, you know, our trick is busy. I'm busy. So like, <laughs> you know, if, if I, if I don't talk to you for a month, it's not because I don't like you. It's because things got caught up in, but, and as soon as we pick back up, it's like, we never stopped talking. So I, I love having those type of friendships. I love all of my girls. Shout out to them. Um, cause this might be the only podcast of mine that they listen to. Uh, right. <laughs> but, hey, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. We, we see uh, you, Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So I, um, it, it happens. It, it, I think, I, I think it really does happen. But I think you do have to kind of be mindful of who do you want, what friendships do you want to work for and you want to not work, not lose, and which mm-hmm. ones can be cut and left in the dust, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yep. No, none, no friendship. Yep. Uh, I, said, you know, yep. I said, yep. No. <laughs> men are friends. I, I, men are friends. I said, yep. Uh, no, no. I, like I said, I'm Team Ghost. If you do something to me to where we got to have a fight about it, uh, we going to talk about it or fight about it. And then you probably ain't never going to see me again. Uh, and I just move on very quickly. I, I Or I do a really good job of reframing things. I think that's another reason why I don't have a, a lot of like um, knockout, dragout fr- fights with my friends because like I'll fix it in my head to where like, you know, it's not as bad mm-hmm. as it was, mm-hmm. or, you know, or maybe like, yeah, that's just them. So it's not that like, who am I to get upset about them? I knew they were trash in the first place. Like, I don't have no friends like that. But like, whenever something happens, I'm like, you know, I can see you doing that, you know? And so mm-hmm. maybe that's more of me not being able to come to terms with that. But I've never really had a knockout drag out with any of my friends. Um, also, because again, I was the goofy guy in school and like people, everybody knows me. I'm a comedian, but you know, I don't make a lot of like really like deep connection with people. So it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt as bad. And I think that's probably a defense mechanism, but it doesn't hurt as bad when I, you know, haven't talked to somebody or I understand that they've done something that kind of hurt me. It's like, we really weren't that close now, were we? You know, and so <laughs> the people that I'm close to, we've always been close. Um, and I'm really good at, you know, being a part of many circles, but I will say this, I don't find that I'm anybody's best friend. I'm always like fourth or fourth or fifth on like the groomsmen panel, you know, so I'm never the, never the best man. So that's probably why I've never, never had some of those fights. That's so unfortunate, Chappelle. We need to get you some man. No, man no, 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 no. I'm happy. I'm happy. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> like, I'm like, I've never had a knockout drag out fight. And Mari's like, well, we need to fix that. I like, hate no, it. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> you just need here. to commit to something oh, enough that you I want to commit. spend that type of energy. Commit. Yes. Yeah, Basil. No, we're not committed <laughs> to nothing. We're not committed to nothing, baby. I we never, having a good time. I never <laughs> understand how men just can't have the the deep emotional connections that us women I go mean, through that torture us all the I time. Know. Right. And I mean, I, I love my friends dearly. And the ones that I'm close to, they know who they are. They probably not listening to this. No way. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so like, it's just that like, uh, I think I've been able to filter out or like basically see a lot of mess coming and being able to avoid it. And I uh, did that for so mm-hmm. long that the people that I do have, like, I know them so well, you know, like you'd have to do something right. really out of your characters to surprise me if I consider you my close friend. Uh, but I'm cool with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So right. no need for any uh, <laughs> knockout drag out fights or any deep emotional connections that I don't already have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all stop trying to fix me. I see you. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, we're not doing anything. Yeah. Tomorrow they're gonna text me like send this to all your friend group and let them know that you love them. Like they know. Them they, so, they know. <laughs> so you don't want me to hook you up like my I like said, really hot single best friend that lives in Houston. Well, what's her name? 
you know what? We'll, we'll that's see. A wild I don't know. Story. I don't it's know. You said really hot podcast. Share your screen. Let me see your Facebook page. Let me see it. We'll go to the Instagram, right? Yeah. I mean, I got the thirst traps for you. We're going to take a break for a quick second to hear from our sponsors, but I'm happy to have this discussion while we're off the air so we don't we can get Chappelle hooked up. Hook me up. Let her know. I will ghost her. Everybody will be right back. Oh. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, and we're back. So, let's get to um, the part of the episode where the ladies get invited to a party. Um, They bring their friend Shy along. Um, who we've seen <laughs> through the episode. Um, and then they decide to, uh, to stop at a liquor store where Issa, Molly, and Shy are held at gunpoint and robbed, which, like, really, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. robberies often do. <laughs> you know, they're not like things that people telegraph are going to happen. But it really yeah. came out of nowhere and was like really kind of startling to me. And I was like scared for them. And then we learn that Shy is in on the robbery. What? <laughs> Who Don't is love, this woman? Don't you love the ratchet friend? Don't you just love <laughs> no. the ghetto no. friend? I no. love the ghetto friend. I love the friend where you're walking through Walmart and you're like, did you just put them steaks in your pocket? You know, like, <laughs> you're like yeah, but I, it's cool because I got the gallon, you know, Ziploc bag in there too. Like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, I love that friend. I can never be that uh. person, but I, you know. I like to watch the move. Uh, Shy was hilarious. I loved her in this episode. I know oh we ain't gonna gosh. get more of her because oh you know, she's a dirty thief. But yeah, <laughs> I like this scene. It was fun. This scene I've was fun. Extricated all of the ratchet. All of the ratchet friends <laughs> are extricated and gone. Yep, they're uh, out of here. I got um, to be able to move in the old neighborhood. I got to keep the, the ratchet friends so they know when I'm coming through. Like, okay, Chappelle, I'm coming because. I ain't there with you no more. I'm not in that same ratchet life, but I still like to be able to come to the functions, you know? So that's just how I felt about it. Um, it was wild. It was a wild scene. I mean, like she, they, she had them ride for their shoes, the watch, all kinds <laughs> Everything. of stuff. Not the Cartier so watch. I, I, Except I think... Issa's shoes. No, yeah, not I did not want Issa's <laughs> shoes. <laughs> What she said, she said, ancient change. <laughs> <laughs> ancient change, bitch. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, and I love it. And I love it because when they first uh, walk in on her at the beginning of the episode and they're like, why don't we fall off with her? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> probably something petty. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's probably oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> probably like, a thief back then, too. Seriously. Right. He's just like, I always hated her. But you know, yeah. it's so weird to me because, like, you rob people who know who you are and probably could locate you. You know, Cheyenne, Sh- Sh- we probably Facebook friends. Like, you, you right? rob me and I know who you are. The popo gonna be knocking at your door. So, I know, you know right? Like, <laughs> right. The only thing like, that made not- me feel any better is that I'm sure Molly has all that stuff insured. Like, she has you to. Think- but Issa don't. Whatever yeah. Issa right. lost is gone. <laughs> it was her it purse. Her purse. Oh. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, Mark, I couldn't tell if that was a pe- tell Feezy. I couldn't tell. Oh. <laughs> All right, we, we still need to tell Feezy. What you gonna do? We you fighting. going down to fight? <laughs> they had my a gun, wallet, my wallet in there, my Dooney and Burke wallet, vintage oh, wallet. No. Oh, I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and they're able to get back into the car and kelly and tiffany are waiting for them and they notice that they don't have any shoes on <laughs> so they recount <laughs> the story and the whole group is able to have a good laugh about the situation and we see yeah. that through all of this molly and Issa are able to come together and laugh about something ridiculous that just happened to them because mm-hmm. the person that they were just dancing to the dream with in the car. Yes. The dream is is now uh, run off with their goods. Just gone with some guy. Ghost. Like Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, no. Even even watching them like ride in the car, listening to the dream, that take you back, Mark. Like I know that take you back to college. We used to college at the same time. Yeah. That's woo. I mean them was good days. He was mm-hmm. a soundtrack to a lot of like foolishness. I'm <laughs> so. telling you, I'm <laughs> telling you. He even performed at the HU Homecoming too. When oh, our, really? I think it was our freshman year. Mm-hmm. Right, it was right before his album dropped too. So we we only knew um, Shadi is a ten at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Listen, when I love your girl came out right, and it would come on the radio, <laughs> and it's like the edited version with the ah 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 like all that stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, man, I heard the the unedited version on that album when it dropped. I was like, seriously, she's on my dick. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we really singing the dream. Did you just sing he, this? No, he's, he's, like, he's harmonizing it. it. That, he that's, when you know, that's when you know it's good, is when someone can harmonize the swear words. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, like, that, that was that was a time to be alive. <laughs> literally one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, me and my best friend Patty, we played that that album out. Falsetto. Oh my god. Let's oh. <laughs> 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 Good times. Yeah. I'm like afraid of what my voice would do right now if I tried to sing that song. <laughs> I'm glad that you sang it instead, Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind embarrassing myself. <laughs> <laughs> um so all right, the trip comes to a little bit of an unceremonious end. Um, we do get um, the next day they're at breakfast and the friends give Kelly the send-off that she deserves over pancakes with a little candle. Um, thankfully, she's not actually dead. Um, <laughs> but this trip does seem to permanently change Kelly. Um, like, we see her later uh, with her, like, podcast that she either has just started or is starting up again. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it called? Uh, Prenny's Preguntas. 
preguntas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Asking the tough yeah. questions. Sí, um, me gusta. Would you all listen to that podcast? Sí, of sí me gusta. Of course. of course. Anything Kelly does, we support. Anything. Yeah. Literally anything. And she was she was really like philosophical in that that question. Mm-hmm. Um I'm looking for the What is your legacy? If you, well, if you knew the end was coming, mm-hmm. how would you use your time left? Uh was one of them. Yeah, what what about the legacy? You would it really okay, was anybody else scared when when she first said that? Oh, yeah, I was I like, oh my dead. god. Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was like, does yeah. she have a disease that we don't know about yet? Because know. if you think about no. it, nobody has passed away on this on this uh, series. This no. Yeah. series. No, I thought she was dead at the pancake breakfast. You know, because oh, they're yeah. sitting around memorializing her, and I thought they were going to like do a thing where they zoom over to where she normally sits, and she ain't there no more. I thought yeah. we lost Kelly in the floor. Yeah. Blood, Lord, I wasn't going to make it. Not um, even Thug Yoda died on this show. Like no one is oh, dying. Oh, yeah, no, baby, we don't died. speak that. We don't speak <laughs> yeah. that into existence. Just saying. You don't do of that. Of the people most likely to have Whoa, died. Don't do that. Thug Yoda be chilling. Be right. chilling. Don't do that. You be villain. Be villain. <laughs> Y'all going to Target? Yeah, <laughs> blow right That's all we need. Um, but no, but seriously, this throughout this episode, Kelly goes on the journey of you know people think I'm dead. How do they remember me? Mm-hmm. I'm not loving how they remember me. Got to the band and they literally didn't remember her. Like, oh yeah, God. like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I forgot about her. So when she's in the car, you know, before they get robbed by Rob, Shay yeah. or by Shy, I mean, um, she's sitting there kind of salty because she's saying mm-hmm. these things to her friend and they're all laughing and joking about them. And she's like, I know I laugh and joke about things, but things matter and hit me the same way they hit the rest of y'all and y'all can't mm-hmm. see it. So I did like what when Issa and Molly were getting in the car, it did look like Tiffany and um and uh Kelly had had that Kelly. conversation. Yeah, yeah, like they she was getting in the car and she was like, Cause if if y'all don't uh cause uh if I die, I'm coming back to hunt all yeah, y'all because y'all, y'all ain't run enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so that shows that they had had the conversation. So it wasn't a, sh- a shock to me when they are, end up kind of memorializing her at the pancake breakfast because mm-hmm. she's been saying like I don't like that people don't remember me and if they do remember me they only remember me by my stanky leg you know and right. so they were able to give her her flowers while she's still around to smell them and I think that's very important yeah, yeah I agree yeah it's a good scene some some somebody had said that exact same thing like on Twitter like but, but Kelly was saying how she you know wanted to be, be perceived and nobody was was like listening to her or to the point where it's like I thought people were inferring that she was dead the whole time. So, I, so of course, when I watched it the second time, I was like, "Nope, people are interacting with Kelly. It is okay." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But I did like think with, the sixth sense <laughs> where nobody yeah. is actually talking to her. That would I could if they did that to me, I would lose it. I would be so upset. That's a whole um, different show. I feel exactly. like that, they would yeah. be turning a real page in season five if they did that. <laughs> us, exactly. okay? in the blender. I did get, I did for a minute, I, I was wondering, like, um, if she does have, like, some uh, uh, possibly, like, you know, fatal disease or something that she, because she, I don't know if that's not the right word, but um, when she was talking to the podcast, I was like, mm. I, I wonder, I, I, I really wonder, I hope they don't take it there, uh, but no, nah. yeah, I hope, I, it, I hope it wasn't a setup for anything. I feel you. It did, it did feel ominous. But yeah. I don't think they're going to do that to us. Uh, you know, so let's keep our fingers crossed here. But yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. get what you're saying for sure. Pray for Kelly, everybody. Mm-hmm. Pray for Kelly. Pray, pray and for and Kelly. remember your strong friends and your goofy friends. You know, they got issues too. Yeah. Just because they yeah. laugh and don't mean they're not feeling that stuff inside. Exactly. Again, not speaking for exactly. personal experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you. Your goofy friend, your strong friend. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
So, all right, now the moment that we've been waiting for. Uh, hey, um, Issa arrives back to LA and mm-hmm. is picked up at the airport by Lawrence. Um, they have like, you know, a quiet ride um, on the way back. They get back to Issa's apartment and Lawrence asks about coming in. And um, these two, they know each other so well that they don't really need to exchange any words to know that this relationship is over. Just from Issa saying like, I'm not really feeling, you know, and Mm -hmm. they, the episode ends with them going their separate ways. Um, I thought it was a beautiful and really poignant scene with the minimal dialogue, just letting the acting from these two do the work um, and do the heavy lifting. What are you all's thoughts on this breakup? So let me go first before Chappelle starts. Uh, Man, don't do that to me. Don't ranting. even do that to me. Um, I, you know I got a rant. Whatever. So <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> so my thought about this was, uh, after again after binging all four seasons in a relatively short period, Issa, uh, Issa Rae herself was probably uh, getting us prepared for this because she said at one point I think in one of the wind downs last season that when Issa and Lawrence had that perfect date and it ended perfectly. And, you know, um, when she was walking home, like the next day, she said it was, it was one of those things where she was perfectly content, no matter where their story ended, they could have ended it right then and there. They could (laughs) have picked up and resumed things, but no matter what happened that it felt like it had been wrapped up. And so Fast forwarding here and then breaking up here. Mm-hmm. Of course, I just said on this podcast last week, I really wanted to make them work. But I, I, you know, I tweeted out that Issa removing herself from a situation which, you know, if in any other circumstances, it, it, it's a very messy situation. The man she's in love with is having a baby with a woman that, um, you know, is not her. It's his firstborn. And on top of that, they'll always be in his life. You know, it's it's his son, it's his kid or whatever. It's his daughter. And um, the woman, that woman just so happens to be, <laughs> was one of your friends. Um, and this is a break baby situation. This isn't you, you're on Tinder and you saw a guy who had a kid already. This is, you know, you guys have feelings. The, there is a child conceived out of your relationship and now you have to deal with it. And in any other situation, I feel like in real life, and if Issa was my real friend, I would have told her to run. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's just a lot of drama that you just do not want to, to get mixed up with, especially if you're not even sure, like, if you want to deal with it. So, but then the other half of me was also, like, looking at it like, well, this just kind of proves that whenever something gets hard, she runs. And that was one of the his main concerns back in season three. And it's like her showing her colors. And I'm like, I wanted her to kind of fight for it. So it it's just one of those situations where it's almost like a lose-lose, especially for Issa. You know, I, I, for Lawrence, no matter what, you know, kids, they come at inopportune moments sometimes. But he is a stand-up dude. And I think no matter what, um, he's going to be a great father to his child, and at the very least, that's something he could get out of the situation. Issa will not get anything, you know, out, out of this situation. So it it kind of sucks. But then again, we we don't know what could happen. But I don't know. Uh, I'll let Chappelle go, and then we'll talk about maybe like what we think could happen in the future. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, 
piece of trash. Yeah, there we go. And I said that. You know, look, 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 look. Molly has been telling Issa. Everybody has been telling Issa for season after season. You use people. You use mm-hmm. people. You use people. She used Lawrence up until the moment she dumped him. She couldn't. <laughs> you could take an Uber from the airport. You, you really made me drive up here to the airport and pick you up, knowing you was gonna dump me. You need to come up off that gas money ASAP. I ain't trying to. She hear works else. for Lyft too, so she like, could have lifted herself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because because you hell nah. You that's why she ain't break up with him at the airport because you got left. If you what you would have been working for left. <laughs> well, I like, do, I have a question. Is is it really that big of a deal to give somebody a ride to or from the airport? I hear people making Ooh. a big deal about this all the time. It is Where's a all? ride. Like, uh-huh. what is airport, the big deal? Airport, airport traffic different. Airport traffic different. A lot of times you got to pay just to get in the airport, like, parking area, like, to go pick them up. Like, some airports, when you hit the terminal, like, before you hit the terminal, it's like, you paying the toll, you know? <laughs> and so, I, I mean, you gotta get up at whatever time of night to pick these people up. You know, it, it yeah. like you was just in the area, and you, oh, like, I was just driving by the airport, I'll pick you up. No, that means I had to set my day aside so I could get there. And also, if I'm gonna pick you up, I gotta be ready for whatever delays, whatever might happen. I gotta be there early, because I don't want you waiting on me all the time. And yeah, you got the nerve to dump me, to dump me, I gotta <laughs> pick you up. Oh man, if I was Lawrence, I'd have been spent. I would, I would definitely would have got my money. I'd have sent that cash app request, Venmo um, <laughs> request. Please deposit this amount uh, because you're crazy. You are crazy. That's so funny. Yeah, no, but no. So, so, so even like with the breakup, I tweeted this before they even before when they kissed at the airport. I tweeted, Lawrence, love yourself, King. You don't need this. And then mm. minutes later, minutes later, she was breaking up with all like, see, see, you let this woman cheat on you. You let her back in your life. She did you wrong. She embarrassed you in front of your friends. And now look at you out there with your clown nose on getting played by a beautiful black woman. Man, you hate to see it. <laughs> I was just like, wow, Lawrence, you're really taking this L. The Lawrence Hive, we was hurting that night. We was like, ah, my boy, our king, you know, everybody had their blue, our blue Best Buy shirts on. We was all crying. You know, that's the meaningful breakup that we all had. You know, the Lawrence Hive. We, we, it looked like we disbanded for the time being. Um, but you know, I really do think that Lisa didn't make, didn't necessarily make this decision because of all the baby drama and all that stuff. This might just mm-hmm. be Issa saying, like, if I'm gonna move forward and figure out my path, maybe I don't need those other loose ends that you know don't seem to be leading to what I ultimately would like for my life to be. And maybe right. she looks at Lawrence as something that she can leave behind and move forward to. She said, she told Molly, we can always move forward. And even when she went back and talked to uh Mirabitch in the about the past she didn't say hey when you graduate don't cheat on Lawrence you know yeah. she could have changed that and she didn't you know and so mm-hmm. maybe she's willing to say that's not me anymore I don't know what I'm going to be but I know I can't drag this along with me you know and so yeah. maybe it's more of that but regardless of what the reason is Issa trash and has been and mm-hmm. continues to be Lawrence love yourself and and y'all run from Issa's then y'all see these Issas out here playing, y'all run away. Oh my God. Ghost my your Issas. Goodness. That's Ghost the hashtag me. for the podcast. Ghost your Issas. <sighs> my goodness. Yeah. That was a lot. You asked for that. You asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> I will never ask your opinion about anything again, Chappelle. Until, <laughs> until the next time I ask your opinion about something. Yeah, I had to get that one out. I was like, excuse me? Audacity. Is yeah, this so- like temporary fork in the road kind of thing though or is this it (laughs) right that's a yeah the same wound 
to open the same wound flame? Like, are you? It kidding happened me? On, in the first episode of the final you, season. You don't think that, that you think that's it? Did right. that fool get left standing outside the car at the breakup and then take her back again? Lawrence, you deserve to be happy. Maybe I just don't get it. Yeah. Do you enjoy being hurt? Like, oh like are you God. asking for this? Like, what are you doing? Another college throwback. Um, right. Yeah, like, yeah, I was thinking this too. Like, at this point, I don't want them to, like, as somebody who was rooting for them to get back, I wanted them to work through this. But if they're not working through this and they're stopping it here, now I'm at the point where I'm like, give up. Let's just go our separate ways. But yeah. I, I don't know if we were um, going to speculate about the previews for the season. Um, but like we were, I've watched the, the season, like a preview for the season, at least like two or three times at this point. And my husband pointed out something. He wondered if there's a time jump. It looks like there might be like a major time jump at some point in the season. Mm. Um, uh, we, we were, we were kind of trying to go by the women's hairs, but like black women, mm-hmm. like we can yeah. Here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, that's a hard <laughs> metric. But I thought one of the, the metrics was like, um, at one point Issa says, Oh, he's moved back. You know what I'm saying? And, and she's talking to her, her like self in the mirror, like, um, Cause she she had it said San Francisco and then it was like and it was like oh he moved back so it was like I wonder if we get some sort of large time jump in the middle of the season which could then inform the different storylines. He been that would be interesting. He yeah, been time jump and or I, not, he been not. And I hate to say it, but I think a time jump if we're if we are gonna get uh, Issa and Lawrence coming back, a time jump would make sense because at that point I think. The thing is, Issa didn't want to be working on herself, trying to move forward and figure things out while he is also trying to figure things out with baby and Condola because you never know what it's going to be like when the child actually comes and all of that. So if you get a two to three year time jump or something like that, at that point, if they do reconnect, hopefully he's already had him and Condola already have some sort of thing worked out. Him and the child, everything is already set. So that if they did get back together, then it would be, if we're going back to that analogy, it would be like her dating a, um, like, uh, a, a single father in a sense, as opposed to somebody who's trying to struggle and figure it out. Yeah. It's like you get two fully formed individuals, you know, they're not in exactly. the building stages anymore. You get two whole people who want yeah. to make it work now that they figured everything out. Um, but again, if he goes back to East at this point, you a sucker, <laughs> you a sucker. I'm snatching the Lawrence Hive badge right off your chest. Yank. You don't deserve it. Okay. Oh, Hang your best buy shirt up and move on. Cause you out here, you out here looking like a sucker. I can't, I can't respect it. Sorry. They might just be meant to be together. No, mm-hmm. he might just be meant to be a sucker because you got to let that oh, go. God. Everything ain't for you. And when it isn't for you, you can have it. But I shoot, I don't want it. It couldn't be me, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've made it through all of the big plot points. We want to talk about odds and ends. Yeah. We talked yeah. about Prenny's Preguntas. Um, yeah. What's the story with the Greek letters? <laughs> yeah, let's talk oh, about the yeah. big pink and green elephant in the room, huh? Yeah. Um, so, but- so the there has been some backlash on the interwebs where people are upset, specifically members of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, uh, about the usage of their shield and letters in these and uh, Tiffany's wardrobe during this ep- episode. Now, since season one, it's been clear that Tiffany and Molly have always been like 
They're AKAs. They're Afro- yep. members of Africa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Well, you know, they have always like put like AKA memorabilia and other things on their desk, to, and you know, let them know to let you know that these are AKAs. We've also mm-hmm. seen like Issa kind of mock them with her. Uh, what was it? School that she said <laughs> <Yes>. one time. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and so you know, we've seen that. So we know that they're AKAs. But in this episode, it seems like people feel like they've gone a little too far by letting um, Tiffany actually wear the letters and, more importantly, the shield. And so there was some feedback on the internet, and so. Uh, basically what happened from him uh, I do I think Mari sent us the tweets earlier but I'll mm-hmm. do the quick summary of the tweets or you know whatever I might read them verbatim whatever um, but yeah. basically people were tweeting at Issa Rae about mm-hmm. their you know um, displeasure I guess at what uh, what was being said right and so mm-hmm. a woman uh, tweeted okay so hold up this girl is not a soror and had my shield on her body Issa Rae and Secure HBO, please do not do that again. That's wildly disrespectful. And people started to comment, of course. And then Issa re- responded, oh shit, <laughs> let me tell HBO to delete the, the one of the upcoming episodes then. Hold on. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought that was so funny. And um, as a member of a Black Greek letter organization, um, I will say that that stuff is taken very seriously. And there are a number of reasons why people would feel up in arms about this. Um, like there is no issue with anybody being a member of their organization on a television show. My act, my act, my fraternity actually ha- went through that as well recently. Um, uh, and this is us, I think last season. Um, mm. um, Molly's ex, what was his name? Sterling, Sterling, Sterling K. Brown. K. Brown. Yeah, he pledges uh Omega in that in that organization in that uh episode, and he does not wear the letters or the shield, and so it's very much like he's wearing purple and gold. So we understand that he's pledged that. Um, and in past instances, they normally use made up organizations in like. Mm-hmm. Off the yard and in mm-hmm. other you know shows that have Greek different organizations world. because yeah in a different world and you know because they don't want to disrespect anybody in the organization and so uh, I do see why people would be upset because they're like okay well this is supposed to be sacred to me so why are you letting just anybody do it even if they are an actor because you don't have to put them in the letters right they've done four seasons without putting them in the letters you, she wears enough pink and green for you to get it you get it she wears pink and green all the time you understand that and so I understand why there was feedback but to Issa's point. <laughs> What do you expect Issa to do now? Yeah. <laughs> what does she happened. do? Right. And there was questions of whether they got this cleared. Some people were saying they have to get that kind of stuff cleared. Yeah, Honestly, I don't they really do. Yeah. Honestly, I really don't know if you go out of your way to get that um, part of it cleared. You have but to no, get it cleared. Saying, no, 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 no. Hear me out. What I'm saying is to get it cleared for one episode of a 30-minute television show with the seventh most important character. Like, I don't know if that's a choice I would have made, you know, as a, you know, creative person to say, like, okay, she's been wearing pink and green, but now we have to go through all of these avenues to make sure it gets cleared. That's what I was saying. So I'm Mm -hmm. not saying they didn't get it cleared. I'm saying that, you know, legally, yeah, you need to do that, and they probably did, but yeah, it would have been easier to just put them in pink and green and say, they're AKAs. And so, I don't know why they specifically made this choice, but it definitely got the internet on a, in an uproar. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not a part of a Greek organization. I went to Howard University, where the the home of the Divine Nine, where the Alpha chapters are from, um, and it, that just wasn't my ministry. I wasn't able to uh, pledge. But like, y- knowing movies, knowing my, you know, knowing how movies operate and and TV and film, they had to have gotten it cleared. So they would have had to go to the chapter, you know, the, the national, go through national and ask if they could use that. Um, and also they didn't even really, they, from what I, I saw, they obscured it. They never showed the full letters. They never showed the, 
full shield. I, you know, I'm not trying to like play devil's advocate because I feel like everybody's emotions are, um, your emotions are, are valid and stuff like that. But also Stanford ne- has never let a TV or film um, set uh, shoot in the halls of the actual halls of Stanford. Issa mm-hmm. Rae was able to make that happen because she is an alumni and it's, it's Issa freaking Rae. And she made that happen. And to the, to the f- point, so far to the point where people in tweets were like, oh my gosh, maybe I want to go to Stanford. Now I want to apply to Stanford. We, you know, we might get into why they made Stanford look very black, blacker Hello than black. it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but like, it was a great opportunity to show the institution itself. And this is how I felt. They, what they, what I'm assuming they were trying to do with the AKAs as well is show that institution because it didn't seem like they had them in any like unflattering light, but it kind of backfired to the point where they had people complaining about it, which then made people mad that people were complaining about it. So it really felt like a missed opportunity to kind of be welcoming and, and trying to get more people to pledge AKA, you know, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, you know, like, Mm. I, I just feel like it was a missed opportunity and it really kind of sucks that it like brought the timber of the episode down when I felt like m- most of everything that we've seen on this TV ha- uh, on this show has been appreciation and uplifting um, but like I said I'm not about to tell anybody how they should feel um, everybody's emotions are valid but it just sucks that it kind of went this way yeah and I don't think honestly I don't think it I don't think the feelings of some people you know, in Black Greek later organizations are going to tarnish this episode in any way, right? Because there are people right. on both sides. Like I said, I don't care, honestly, because I know that you yeah. probably went through the necessary avenues to get it done. I would ask why you had to do that when you could just did what you were doing, but whatever. You chose to do right. that. That's your life. It's your world. It's your show. Um, but there are some people that really, really care and their feelings are valid because they are a part of the organization. So I don't think it, it, it you know, it deters anybody from, you know, pledging the sorority because those people, they're going to say what they're going to say regardless. And I'll say this mm-hmm. too being on either side of, you know, whether you're a part of the organization or not, there's always going to be people who can't wait to tell you why that organization is bad. Like, oh, you joined sure. this organization, you couldn't, make, you don't know how to make friends, all this other stuff. There are always going to mm-hmm. be people who feel like this is the best thing that ever happened to them and everybody who hasn't done it is not good enough, right? And mm-hmm. so if you listen to those, like, uh, those uh, very loud minority of people, then yeah, you'll, you'll get the wrong, um, like you'll get the wrong idea about what it really supposed to be. And all those black uh, Greek letter organizations are about community service and uplifting uh-huh. black people, black, black women, black men, but uplifting, uplifting everybody. The reason you join a black Greek letter organization, as opposed to like, you know, the predominantly white ones is that they go well beyond school. You know, like uh-huh. those organizations at like uh, predominantly white institutions, a lot of times you just join that while you're there, you get your big, you get your little, you rush, all that good stuff. And then when you're done, you say hi to your friends and your, your sisters and all that other stuff. And then you go on about your day. But the real work starts after you finish, you know, college, a lot of times right. with black, black Greek letter organizations. So it's the service that you're out here doing. It's the, the positive strides that you're making in the community. That's what ultimately is going to, uh, what people are going to remember. So yeah, people had uh, a lot to say this episode, but those people will say whatever. They always going to have something to say. I think I commend Issa, you know, Ray for doing what she did and highlighting these organizations in a positive light, um, you know, and so I didn't have an issue with it. And, you know, but if people do, that's on them, too. Uh, I just don't think this is something that we'll look back at 20 years from now or 10 years from now, or even five years from now, five months from now and say, you know, I really didn't like that first episode of Insecure because it did what needed to be done. And that was just one thing that people had to argue about. We're going to find a lot more things to argue about moving forward. Yeah. And that's coming from a man who took a lot of straight straight shots last night. 
Yeah, yeah, what is Omega Slater? Now that's what we really should be talking about. Omegas have a pajama party. Them they stink. Like, well, hold on. First of all, the parties they stink. Yes, we stink. It be y'all funky asses at the party too. You know, we have a party together. So it was so great. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Omega Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. If you out there, rude to the rude to the good bros. I see y'all. All right, this was great. A wonderful mm-hmm. discussion um, to start us off in season five to set up what I'm sure will be many more great discussions to come. Um, we have a Patreon here at Post Show Recaps. If you want to support um, us, our show, um, at any level um, of the Patreon, uh, you can do that by going to patreon.com uh, slash post show recaps patreon.com forward slash post show recaps support psr at any level that you're able to um and that makes it possible for us to continue to bring you content like this um about insecure um you want more podcasts that include people like me and mari and Chappelle talking about shows like insecure then you should support us at our patreon um also you all should know that we would love to have feedback from you. We'd love to be able to have a section in this podcast where we talk about what you all thought about the show. So if you want to send us feedback, you can do so at insecure at postshowrecaps.com or you could tweet us. Um, so for social media plugs and any plugs on what you might have coming up, Mari, why don't you go first? Oh, wow. Um, no, uh, I, you can find me, uh, every week on the wrestling wrap up podcast where me and Matt Scott talk about the highlights in the week of wrestling, uh, over on, of course, the RHAP network. Um, I was just on, uh, well, it won't come out till a week from now, but I was on Bojack Horse Pod with, mm. uh, Kirsten McInnes and Lindsay Wilson. So definitely check us out. Check me out on that. Talking about a very, very serious episode but we still managed to make it fun by going on a whole bunch of wild tangents. Um, shout out to them. Um, and you can catch me on Twitter at Mari talks too much. That's too like the number two. Um, and uh, also you can find me on Instagram at Mari goes forth. All right, Chappelle, what about you? What are you up to? Well, before we get into my plugs, I do want to just take y'all over to the side and show y'all to Chappelle's Corner, okay? Because I think we have to do this segment every week. We want to talk about the music in the episode. So if you haven't tuned out, perfect, because we're about to get into a little something that I like to talk about. The Insecure soundtrack is iconic. It always has Mm -hmm. been. And Issa has done such a good job of, you know, um, and uh, such a good job of just like compiling artists and and highlighting old artists that we love and songs that we love and new artists that are out there that you might not have heard about. And so this episode, um, there was a lot of featured artists and there was a lot of featured songs that we have already kind of talked about. We talked about the stanky Mm -hmm. leg with the the GS boys. (laughs) We we talked about Juicy with Biggie Smalls and the Live and Die in L.A. <laughs> Tupac, you know, I Love Your Girl by The Dream. All those mm-hmm. songs are songs that I remember just like they, they take me back to a time and a place. Blow the Whistle, you know, by Too Short again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, that was such Wait, a good needle twerking. job. Right, with flute mm-hmm. twerking. Shout out to the flute twerker. Every season she's <laughs> going to show season. up. We, we love her. We love her. But yeah, so those are some of the older artists that got highlighted in this episode just through like the nostalgia piece. But some of the newer artists and tracks like that I, that I noticed are artists that were new to me. Uh, Still I Rise, Kamaya was on there, uh, Hot Pink, AG Club, um, mm. uh, Give a Little by Ego and LMA and Fun by Nina. 
Also, just to highlight one in particular, uh, Choker, the artist Choker, he has a song called Master P. Uh, it came out on his Dog uh, Candy EP uh, that came out in 2019. Uh, Choker is like a indie pop, kind of R&B, Frank Ocean type singer from Michigan. And his mm. first album was in 2017. You know, he's like a synth pop music type artist. Um, but then he recently had another uh, EP, um, Honey Bloom, I believe it was, which was like a lot of deep in, uh, conversations and poetic conversations about masculinity, choice, love, all that good stuff. So support these artists, support uh, Issa Rae, support um, Insecure, just by going to Spotify and downloading these playlists and getting into some of the songs. But that's the end of Chappelle's Corner. Sorry, <laughs> sorry I skipped your corner. Never oh, again. Oh, no, it's okay. We'll start at the beginning with my corner yeah, next time. Never we're going to make this about me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, check that out. And also check me out. I am on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. If you want to see some real mess, go check out my insecure tweets while the show is on. Because when I'm live, yeah. I just say what I want to oh say. I got to clean it up for the podcast. Um, but I disagree of, with I, you so much when you're live tweeting the show that I can't even have a I conversation with you. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I said oh, what I said. I was fighting in the replies. Yeah, Seriously. fighting in the replies. I said what I said. But, you know, uh, speaking of other podcasts, you know, I um, also weekly do the Never Have I Ever podcast on Silent Podcast uh, with Sasha Joseph. So check out that if you like the show Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Sasha and I are covering it every week episodically. Uh, we're on season two. And so you can go to wherever you get your podcast and download, download Silent Podcast and check us out. Um, also, I am on the Rob has a podcast network talking about um, all things reality TV. But right now, Rob and I have a show called Nothing But Netflix. And we talk about whatever's hot on Netflix every week, a different show. And so we've talked about um, Seinfeld because it was recently renewed on Netflix. We talk about Squid Game, uh, which was a cultural phenomenon very quickly. I know y'all heard about the Squid Game. Um, Also, Great British Bake Off. And then this week, we talked about you, not y'all, but you (laughs) on Netflix, (laughs) season three. We talked about the whole series, so check out the Nothing But Netflix podcast uh, with me and Rob Sesternino, because it's a good time, and we want to get your feedback there, too. Um, but yeah, I'm just hopping around from podcast to podcast on Post Show Recaps. It's very, very network. I talk about The Walking Dead every week with uh, Jessica Lee, AJ Mass, and Josh Wiggler. Right now, we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead the World Beyond. So if you're a zombie enthusiast, or if you just like the sound of my voice, check that out too. Subscribe to Post Show Recaps. Like we said, join the Patreon, support us, and then we can get you more content like this. I think that's it for my plugs. Okay. Um, You can catch me here um, um, because we got y'all, as usual. But I also just um, was on the Ted Lasso Season 2 Feedback Show with um, Josh Wiggler and Antonio Mazzaro, which was a personal dream of mine that has now been fulfilled. Um, And that has already dropped. I will be doing the Dexter New Blood podcast with Josh Wiggler. We're actually doing that on purpose. We recorded the first of two preview episodes over the weekend. So that should be hitting your podcatcher of choice tomorrow. Um, Last week, I did Survivor Q&A. For the patrons uh, with Rob Sestrinino. So you can check that out if you have not already. Um, and if you want more um, of my like, you know, takes on things or uh, just, you know, to see me argue with Chappelle on Twitter, um, you can follow me at LK Starks. And for the first time ever, I am saying what my Instagram name is because it's out there now. 
Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Stormborn1222 because yes, Game of Thrones, but also I was born during a storm. So um, thanks to Mari Forth. Thanks to Chappelle um, for being here to talk about uh, Insecure with us this weekend. And um, for next week's episode, don't worry, we got y'all. Have a good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.